0: This is Sick and Wrong,
1: America's number one source for anti-social commentary, brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation.
0: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for anti-social commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon.
1: I'm Lance Wackerly.
0: So uh, Wackerly, should I explain why the podcast is a day late, or are you just going to do it?
1: Uh, I could do it. We were in Vegas at Big Jeff's bachelor party. That's big right. Big this- Jeff's been on the show before. He is big.
0: He's the, he's a big guy. He was on I I think I think it was like five episodes ago. He was the the bouncer friend of ours that uh, was talking about cracking skulls at various taverns that he yeah, worked at. Yeah, some
1: of the lady listeners didn't like that show too much because they thought it was too you know, boys club-ish. yeah boys club ish. Yeah, The guys seemed to like it. Yeah, strippers to fighting. Think- Caving dudes' heads in with your gigantic fists.
0: I, th- I think, it, I think it, it, it it was a perfect sick and wrong topic, but, yeah, yeah, people thought it was kind of a lads episode. Well, anyway, Big Jeff got married, and uh, we had to throw him a bachelor party, and where else, what other place would you, you know, celebrate a bachelor party than Las Vegas?
1: Uh, that's a good question.
0: But you know what, Wackerly, the one thing I want to say about Las Vegas is I can only go there one time a year. I'm fine not going back there for another year.
1: I'm about good at once every two years myself. I can take it even less than you.
0: But you know what it is, though? It's that feeling of shame when you leave Las Vegas. Oh, it's horrible. It it, it seriously is. I mean, you had to... Not only that, it's like you have to endure these long, huge lines of people that are just completely hungover, just wasted from the weekend, or the other people that are there for conventions that didn't even party.
1: There's two people. When you leave Vegas, you just hate everything, and you know you've got the worst hangover in the world. Plus, you're sort of going through alcohol withdrawal because you seriously drank for 48 hours straight. But there's two people I hate on the plane ride home. One is the person who who just thinks they're still in Vegas and they're like just getting wasted at the airport and gambling in the slot. If you've never been to Vegas, they have slot machines right by the gate where you go. You can put a quarter into the slot machine. And immediately, like, board your plane.
0: Yeah, you can gamble right at the airport. So
1: there's those guys who you just have have this splitting headache, and they're, like, whooping it up in the back of the plane. You just want to kill them. But the people I hate more than that are those – usually it's the ladies, but sometimes there's a dude. And when it's a dude, it's even that much more aggravating. (laughs) But the people – it's Sunday. You're on the plane – they look like they haven't had a drink all weekend, you know. They've been like exercising in the casino fucking gym or something, you well, know.
0: They're the they're the type of people that go to Las Vegas for the shows. And the shopping. And the shopping. And the magician. The great. <laughs> but, Fuck uh, you. you no, know, the reason you go to Vegas is to engage in debaucherous acts. You go there to get shit faced. And you go there you go there to get shit faced in a short amount of time. Like seriously, it's like forty eight hours. Like we we got in on Friday night. And yeah, it was nonstop drinking, doing drugs until Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, if you th- if you have any uh, concept of that, you're not a degenerate asshole. Go to Vegas. You'll prove to yourself that you are, in fact, a degenerate asshole. You just never were presented with that level of opportunity.
0: No, seriously. It's like that th- that level of depravity in Las Vegas is just so much higher than any other city, I think, in this country. Because, I mean, you're forced to drink. It's timeless. You're in those casinos. There are no windows. You don't know what time it is. It's just alcohol. You're you're gambling. If you're playing the slot machines, they come over and feed you drinks.
1: How many casinos this past weekend did we sort of, like— try and get to the exit and found we just had made a big circle and wound up right back at the bar where we'd started. And and then we just decided, well, we might as well get a drink. Maybe that'll help us find the exit because they're designed to not let you out. Like you could never see the exit or the door or even the bathroom.
0: No. And and yeah, it's seriously, it's just like, it's, it's, you're in this time warp where you're just supposed to get as wasted as possible and spend all of your money.
1: So in other words, it's pretty great for one night. (laughs) For for one night. And the second night, you can kind of like struggle through it. But that third day, you're just oh, – you're done.
0: Well, you know, you strap on your party hat, and you're like, I'm just going to drink as much – you know, drink yourself to oblivion. And Put then,
1: three condoms on before you even leave the room.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I wear a body condom in Vegas. But but the thing, the fact of the matter is it's that Sunday afternoon when you're, on, you're boarding your plane, and you're waiting in that huge line to get through that wretched security right. area. And it's just like you're looking at everybody, and they just look like the living dead.
1: Yeah. You know, and, 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 and everyone's surly. And just alcohol and nicotine and – Dirty, disgusting v- vaginal fluid fumes are like seeping out of your pores.
0: Yeah, it's like all the prostitutes reeking a cum. Yeah. It's, no, it's seriously. It's or just... that
1: prostitute perfume, which is horrible. Yeah. Or the stripper perfume. Well, to it's the mask, same thing. to it's, mask, to mask that cum odor. Stripper perfume.
0: Yeah, it's it, seriously. It's just. It, it's just for me. It's just kind of like. I usually just have my hand over my face and I'm just kind of like, God, what did I do this weekend? But the it's just o- shame.
1: And the only saving grace is everybody else in the line is kind of in the same situation as you. But that's why I hate those those two people. That guy who still thinks it's a fun party, hate him. And then I hate these people who like are all fucking tan and toned and like, you know, still have their clean clothes on because they didn't puke all over them like I did. Dude, I and, was... they, and they like they're sneering at you because you smell like booze on the plane. It's like what the fuck did you come to vegas for you
0: should have seen this this woman that sat next to me I, so we, i flew frontier and i'm sitting on this plane and i'm so hungover i didn't want to speak to anybody and she ke- kept trying to strike up a conversation finally i was talking to her and she's chipper i mean it's like one in the afternoon and she's completely chipper you could tell she didn't drink at all and i asked her i was like so did you party and she's like no i don't i don't really drink alcohol and i was just like okay so what were you in vegas for she's like a fencing competition and so the whole trip, she's sitting here telling me this, like, elaborate story about fencing. Did I was, you
1: ask her if she's ever, like, cut somebody's balls off? Oh, yeah.
0: I was like, did you ever kill anybody? you ever slice someone's head off? She's like, no, that's not what fencing's all about. And I was like, Oh, what's did you the ever point? gouge
1: their eye out? It's more like a poking
0: <laughs> thing? I was like, well, what's the point? I, I don't know. But, no, seriously, it's like when you leave Las Vegas, it's that feeling of shame. Even though for a bachelor party, I guess you do kind of tend to have some shame because of what went on. I'm shamed. I, I'm I'm slightly ashamed. It's Monday
1: the, and I'm shamed still.
0: Well, I, I don't know. All I remember is that getting out of the limo. Like, we had one of those monstrosity limos, those massive, like, what, what was that thing, a Hummer?
1: I think it was a Cadillac
0: Escalade. Completely excessive. I had never been in one of those before, but they were like— Yeah, it was pretty cool. (laughs) It was kind of cool. I mean, there were like ten dudes. We had like three cases of beer, like, what, four bottles of whiskey, just like everyone's drinking, everyone's getting wasted.
1: Sounds like that was about how much there was, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like you you pull up to those casinos, and you get out of the thing, and it's just— All I remember is at the end of the night, dropping like a bag full of beer on the ground.
1: Yes, yeah. I do remember that vaguely.
0: Yeah, and then the Tropicana guy, because that's where we were staying at, was the Tropicana. Because I don't I don't stay at Bellagio. I don't stay at one of those nice casinos. You're was gonna...
1: anybody under the impression that we were at the Bellagio before <laughs> you said that we were? No, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, we, we weren't staying at the Wynn Casino. Our bachelor party was staying at the Tropicana.
1: Which isn't – you can do worse than the Tropicana. Now, let's not badmouth the Tropicana too much.
0: You know the I waitresses like, are
1: a little bit old. I'll have to say that. And like,
0: the security staff. Uh, yeah, do see how old they were? Right. You know, the, my favorite thing about the Tropicana – and it was kind of weird because in the room that uh, we had, they, they didn't have it. But I remember when I took a girlfriend there a few years ago because that's where I take my ladies to, the Tropicana. Nice. There's a mirror on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's one cool thing about the Trop. But one thing about bachelor parties, and this, you know, I haven't really been to that many bachelor parties because most of my friends aren't married.
1: I've been I, to quite a few.
0: Recently? Strangely enough. No, I guess just at,
1: through the years. Yeah,
0: but at our age, a lot of people are getting married, and I think when, when most people get married, it's like, you know, they want to go tear it up for one last time and have this bachelor party. Yeah. But what are you supposed to do for a bachelor party? I mean, it seemed like we just kind of, like, were just – you know let's make ourselves into drunken messes and then go see some tits at a strip club.
1: That's it. Those are the only two ingredients
0: yeah, which is I guess what we accomplished but <laughs> but seeing a strip- going to a strip club in vegas i think is a is a difficult venture. Yes. It is kind of, and and it's, first of all, I mean, you don't really know the town, so you don't know exactly which strip clubs to go to, and everyone wants to go to, like, the strip clubs that, you know, are kind of notorious for having, like, hot chicks, and it's, you know, they're just, yeah, like, the, I, the, the we, upper we, echelon clubs. we went to the experiment
1: Rhino, right, that's a big name one. There was a, we tried to stop at a couple that were, like, too expensive, or they wouldn't cut us a deal, even though there was, like, what,
0: ten eight, of us, eight,
1: ten of us. Uh, and then we ended up at the Spearmint Rhino. I think. I was really drunk Which, at that but, point. But the
0: Spearmint Rhino, and that, that's another recipe for disasters. <laughs> yeah. When you're going to a strip club completely wasted, because you know you're going to get tossed out by some muscle-bound oaf, like security guard. But the thing is with the, the Spearman Rhino, that place was just so packed with douchebags. Dude. You, you couldn't even It move. was
1: wall-to-wall nutsack and sausages, way more than
0: naked titties. <laughs> yeah, but you got to expect a uh, strip club to be a sausage fest.
1: <laughs> On Saturday night. But. I, I would have liked a little higher, uh, you know, clam to ham ratio.
0: <laughs> I, guess, I mean, but, dude, there there were a lot of women in there working. But, I mean, every girl was just – you didn't even have any attention from any of the girls.
1: Yeah, maybe if I was, like, sober enough that I could still see at that point, I would have had a better time.
0: Yeah, I guess that could be. All I remember is just, like, there were probably a thousand dudes. You couldn't get a table. You couldn't sit down. You could, it took 20 minutes to get a drink. Right. And uh, yeah, and then you're sitting there watching these like three sluts with like you know huge deformed plastic surgery titties yeah, was dancing that. on stage. No, I mean there were some hot chicks there. Spearman uh, Rhino definitely is probably one of the better top like upper tier strip clubs in Vegas. Right. And but too uh, much
1: so. That's why it's so popular.
0: Well, that's that's exactly my point. Is I think we'd have had more fun if we went to one of the lower tier strip clubs. Like I worked at a strip club for years, and I know you know it's like I kind of find them slightly boring. I guess maybe it's because I'm jaded because I've worked there and I kind of know the hustle and everything like that. But it's when I go to a strip club, I like to see that one freakish-looking old woman who shouldn't be working anymore, or like the, uh, the the girl that's just too short is probably a midget. Yeah. You know, I, I like, or maybe the girl with one <laughs> arm. That's like you know she's
1: borderline midgetry.
0: Borderline midget, but or the or the chick that has one arm and it's like a dance with her is, a, is like half as much.
1: <laughs> fuck, fuck you, I'm calling you on that one. There's no one-armed stripper. You ever go to
0: Jumbo's Clown Room in in uh, L.A. Well, yes, Los I Angeles? Have, but
1: I don't really. They had a, a
0: one-armed girl there. That
1: Jumbo's Clown Room, as great as it is, is a burlesque. Highly
0: recommend that place.
1: But it's not a strip club. It's a burlesque. It's a hipster burlesque hangout. You don't see nipple. They don't take their bottoms off. Maybe you get a tit with like a piece of tape over the nipple, you know, it's which been, that's not stripping.
0: It's been a few years since I've been to Jumbo's Clown Room in Los Angeles. Yeah, because but, it got blowed up. You can't even go but there. But remember, when they, it used
1: to be this seedy dive. Yeah. Where like they had these crazy punk rock, you know, just like I hate my fucking father and society strippers. But now it's like there's all these fucking I, I remember Keith though, Richards haircuts and guys who work as PAs for fucking Warner Brothers. It's lame.
0: But it was a type of club where you could go and you could see the Girl, like you know, she. I remember this one girl would take your cigarette out of your mouth with her ass cheeks, right. And yeah, it doesn't. It probably doesn't happen anymore because now all the hipsters go there.
1: And but, like, like those girls would have like beer guts, <laughs> which I think is kind of cool, you know, in that situation.
0: More facial hair than you do sometimes. But in Las Vegas, I know there are strip clubs like that. Oh, there gotta be. And uh, and some of the uh the group that we were with was like they kept joking about it. Oh, we should go check out Larry's Villa. And I'm Why like, not? I was like, well, what's up with Larry's Villa? They're like, oh, it's the worst strip club in Vegas. And I'm like. We should go there because yeah. that's the place you can embarrass the bachelor properly. Right. You can make him go on stage because there's no one there. you can get a
1: table, get some pitchers of beer. Drinks
0: are probably $2 as right. opposed to 15
1: And I bet you there's one chick in there that if the lights are all red and you squint and, like, <laughs> you know, you're pretty drunk already – is probably passably Borderline hot. fuckable. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I wanted to do the whole time. But you, the thing is, when you're with a bachelor party, it's yeah. majority. It's democracy. It it's it it's like they're the ones who call the shots. And I was kind of bummed about that. But now that.
1: we know what we're going to do when you get married.
0: <laughs> yeah, straight to Larry's Villa.
1: We're going to go to the nasty one.
0: But all in all, I mean, it, it was a pretty good time. It, but I definitely have reached my threshold with Vegas.
1: For a year. And yeah. then you'll be ready to go back.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know it's it's different though when you go with the guys as opposed you ever go to Vegas with your girlfriend?
1: Yeah, I have and I'm uh not really down with that. That's not what Vegas is about, in yeah. my opinion.
0: That's the thing. It's like you can go to Vegas with your girlfriend. You can have a good time. It's just kind of like, all right, well, we'll go get – you know, you spend yeah, – I think you tend to spend more money.
1: Go see – oh, yeah, Yeah, definitely. because
0: you have to go see one of those fucking Cirque ridiculous shows or something yeah, like yeah. that. Or, or you know, you go out for an expensive dinner at one of those overpriced restaurants in the casinos. But you know for what one thing, though? You're definitely going to get laid, as opposed to when you go out with the dudes, there's a chance you want to get laid. But chances are you're going to be way too drunk to even function.
1: Yeah, but you know what? If you took all that money that you – when you're with your guy friends, you didn't spend on dinner and Cirque du Soleil and all that shit, you could guarantee yourself to get laid in
0: Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, you actually probably could. I think (laughs) a
1: couple of those uh, (laughs) services were preferred to me at the end of one of those nights, uh, but – that's Sadly, the... I'm a law-abiding citizen, and I did not take part because prostitution is not legal in the city of Las Vegas. No, not go in Las Vegas. Outside proper. the city, and then it is legal. Yeah,
0: you have to go to the brothels. But you know, there's like it's. That's what's funny about all those strip clubs. are not strip clubs. All those casinos, like around three in the morning, go to any the of the bars, you, <laughs> you just see tons of horrors everywhere. Yeah. And
1: usually you're pretty drunk, so you're at that point where a really hot girl will come up and just start talking to you, and you just think it's normal. Like, hey, <laughs> <This I'm, girl's... laughs> uh, my name's Lance, and then they're like, so, I'm working,
0: and you're like, oh, oh, okay, bye. I thought you just wanted to have a beer with <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> because
1: I'm so fucking cool, and like my breath smells so good, and my eyes are so not bloodshot.
0: Yeah. yeah, but all in all, I mean, I I think I'm done with Las Vegas for a while. But that's why the podcast was, it was a day late. But before we get started with the show, let me give you the results from episode 69. Um, if you recall, I did that story about the eye-gouging Australian guy. Uh, you did that story about the Spider Rice Krispies. And the listener sent in the story about the super-glued taint. Well, I ended up winning, but just by a small margin. I had 88 votes. Listener came in with a close 84, I won by a hair, and uh, Wackerly, you came in with about 48 votes. Apparently people were sickened by the spiders, but uh, I don't think they thought it was as repulsive as a guy that would gouge out his girlfriend's eye. So yeah, I'm enjoying the beer this week. Well, uh, this is episode 70 here of uh, Sick and Wrong, and um, we, I think we're supposed to have a special like a guest speaker this episode or something, weren't yeah, we?
1: Yeah, I think maybe we talked about that, but <laughs> say hello to disappointment. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think we're going to have to postpone that.
1: I think what this teaches the listeners a good life lesson.
0: Yeah, <laughs> don't ever get your hopes up. Yes. Because you'll always be disappointed. But uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, no guest speaker today. It's going to be a regular show. I think in the future, like maybe in the next couple episodes. Perhaps. We were yeah. in Vegas this weekend. It kind of conflicted with yeah, the Yeah, you got to excuse us. We were getting lap dances and catching a bad case of crabs. So, uh, yeah, for episode 70 here, people, you know the way the stick and wrong works. Wackily, and I comb the internet to see who can find the most disturbing news items of the week. And uh, the audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. And as usual, we throw in the wild card where a listener sends in an article. So um, let me kick off episode 70. <laughs> all right so my article is an article i found about a month ago maybe two months ago and i was going to do it i was going to do it on the show because it's a great article but the thing is the facts were unclear and that's, that's one thing about I believe about, I
1: remember discussing this with you and telling you you should hold off.
0: Well, that's the thing with a lot of these articles that we find. I mean, you, you find them initially, and you're like, wow, this article sounds great. But then it's only like a paragraph long. Right. Because there's no details. And then a couple months later.
1: Hasn't been resolved some yet.
0: Arrests have been made. There's a resolution. And that's when you do the article. So this article, like a fine wine, matured. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. So it happened in uh, Houston, Texas. Mother charge with infant's genital mutilation. Hmm. So you almost want to think, whoa, is this like uh you know something happens in Africa? But it isn't Or is it a
1: satanic cult, perhaps?
0: No, it's actually is just the insane drug ridden mother who uh, cut off her son's nuts. Oh, then there's that, too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in Houston, Texas, a mother was arrested Friday, this past Friday, in connection with the mutilation of her infant son's genitals that she originally blamed on the family dog. Hmm. I think that uh, tends to happen uh, quite frequently. It's the like The dog you... <laughs>
1: just chews the baby's genitals off?
0: Well, you know, it, it sounds like a good motive, like a good excuse. You could be like... Well, uh, your your alibi would be like, well, you know, there's a dog right there, and the dog's not going to say anything. Yeah. I mean, dogs have teeth. Yeah. Yeah. But um, dogs
1: can't talk. They can't yeah. defend themselves.
0: But what's interesting about this, and I think we should post a picture of this girl, Catherine Nadel, 25, was arrested when she showed up for custody hearing at the Family Law Center in Houston, Texas. You should see a picture of this chick. Wow, really haggard.
1: Hot. Oh. No. Really hot. Of haggard. Ooh, nice. it,
0: it's so weird when you see these psychos that do something like this, and you're just like. God, that girl's hot. And you know yeah, she's gonna have always a the crazy hot ones. mugshot. Yeah. Oh God. But you could tell by looking at her, she's a tweaker. So before the hearing began, Nadal was escorted to a conference room and taken into custody. So what's interesting about this? This woman showed up at a hearing for custody of the child. So she allegedly after cut this, off this happened. Yeah. She allegedly cut off this child's nuts, and she's still trying to get custody. Oh. Yeah. America. Thank God. Thank God uh, she didn't. Thank God she was arrested. But what actually ended up happening, this happened about, yeah, this happened in March. Her baby, her child here, five-week-old kid, was found on a bed in his mother's apartment covered in blood, his genitals severed, and a deep cut in his upper leg. This is the part that throws me for a loop. The severed body parts were never found. What I don't understand is like, okay, so she cut off, she completely cut off this guy's this, this boy's, this little child's dick and his nuts.
1: I'm never eating beanie weenies at a tweaker's house again. <laughs> but,
0: but what I don't understand is, like, where where, would, where did she put it? Well, it's just a little tiny thing. <laughs> a garbage
1: just <disposal. laughs> it down the
0: toilet, I guess, maybe. I, I don't know. But what does he have now? I mean, a eunuch. Used... Not... Yeah, but they said the kid's going to have you know extensive surgery and uh, many operations. Yeah, it's not going to be normal. Ever. I'll tell you that right now. So Nadal initially told police that the family dachshund bit off her five-week-old son Holden's genitals while she was sleeping in their apartment. Oh, really? The wiener dog? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, though? Logistically, how does this happen? Aren't dachshunds like those little small—I mean, those things have, like, what, two-inch legs? It's a wiener dog. It's a wiener dog. How is it going to jump up into the baby's crib and bite the kid's nuts off?
1: Well— you know, tweakers are well-known for not having cribs for their children. The kid was probably rolling around on the floor. Yeah, you know, he, probably, the, he probably The baby's was. crib is the floor. The little, you know, the doormat. That's probably where the kid was when he got his pecker chewed. But was the kid
0: naked? I mean, don't kids wear diapers? Yeah, but I, you gotta Once believe— Once again, tweaker household. <laughs> well, yeah, They you, abide by different rules. I, I, no, I think the tweakers even put
1: diapers on their kids, because you can't have the kid just shitting everywhere, just spraying poop.
0: Now, I guess you'd have to use uh, some kind of diaper or something. uh, But
1: I think a dachshund can chew through a pair of huggies pretty
0: easily. Yeah, but I mean, uh, why would a dog. Get to that succulent succulent (laughs) baby wiener? (laughs) <laughs> Those baby's nuts taste good, I guess, when they're five weeks old. So doctors said the boy's injuries were not consistent with an animal attack. I guess the uh, cut was really clean. A probable cause statement obtained by the district attorney's office said that Nadal knowingly injured her baby with a sharp instrument, using it to cut and remove her baby's genitals.
1: This goes beyond the meth. There's something really wrong with this woman.
0: No, she's definitely mentally unstable. Uh, Natal did not cooperate with police during their investigation, was not allowed (laughs) to visit her son while he was hospitalized. Thank God. I guess the uh, father is fighting for custody of the child. And uh, Holden now is 10 weeks old. He's been living with a paternal aunt since he was released from the hospital last April. A judge ruled on Friday that the father could live in an attached apartment near the aunt, his sister's house. But he has to take a DNA test to prove that he's the father of this child. Oh, wow. It's like that yeah. Anna Nicole Smith thing all over again. But what I don't understand is, what's going to happen to this kid? Um, he's I am mean, think about it. Be, you're fine. You're, he's 10 weeks old now. He's, he's going to be no genitals.
1: He's going to be ostracized <laughs> from society. He's not going to have any friends ever because he's going to have a weird high voice till he's well forever. Well, uh, it's not going to work out well for this kid. That's well, what. I'll what think.
0: was that movie that came out not too long ago as a musical about that uh, German like hermaphrodite? You know the uh, one I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name, but uh I'm
0: sure some one of our listeners. <laughs> it was a rock
1: opera type thing. It was a rock
0: opera. Yeah, I can't
1: yeah, I can't believe I can't think of it, but I can't.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I can't think of the name I've, either. I've
1: been in Vegas the whole week and I can't think of anything. So Yeah,
0: no, I'm kind of in this like drunken haze still. But what what but uh what happened in that movie? Didn't the kid get his nuts cut off by his father or something and he became like this transgendered rock star?
1: Hedwig and the Angry Hed- Inch.
0: Hedwig and the Angry <laughs> Inch. There you that, go. That's what happens. general's mutilated he had an inch long penis right
1: so maybe the kid could could you know
0: luckily just happen to be a herma
1: uh, not a hermaphrodite a transsexual trans maybe we'd have to transvestite transsexual proclivities and then he'll be the luckiest guy in the world because you know it was all taken care of for him before he got to be an old awkward you know teen with the cock
0: well do you think that they're going to like Eventually, maybe take some skin from his arm and fashion himself, fashion him a cock or something. Yeah, probably. It'll, it's
1: not the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't, no, dude. This guy's gonna have a useless piece of flesh. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Is he a guy? Can you still say that? I guess I, so. I don't know what he yeah. would be. Doesn't a have eunuch. ovaries. Yeah, you uh, But do you know what though? It's gonna affect his development as a person. No. Nuts. He's probably not gonna ever have any facial hair. No. Never be able to grow a Hitler mustache.
1: He might remain of short stature. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My father. (laughs) My father might have officiated at my bris, but he sure as hell didn't cut it all off.
1: All right. And your father does have a quite a magnificent beard, so I still have hope for you.
0: Well, what I understand is, what did this lady think? She was like some kind of drunken moil or something. I mean, did she? I mean, could you could you imagine? It's like you really. She probably had to go in there with a knife, like a serrated knife, and just really start chopping. I guess so. I mean, there must have been a lot of blood. I guess Nadal's neighbor said he came to the house. Didn't see any signs of dog prints or blood on the dog. Neither did a veterinarian who examined the dog not see any signs of blood or human tissue in the dog or in its mouth. They ended up um, giving the dog to to another family, Hmm. which is good. Because
1: usually they'll just put it down right away. I guess that uh, dog lived to fight another day.
0: Needless to say, this kid's going to be warped. He's either going to turn into a serial killer or androgynous rock star. Yeah, I was going to say Andy Warhol. <laughs> yeah, I think this kid is going to be the next Andy Warhol. I'll lay money it's on the it. the
1: best case scenario.
0: So on the sick and wrong scale, this kid's an infant. He never hurt anybody. I mean, he was just a child, and his own mother chopped off his nuts and blamed on the dog. It's disgusting.
1: Well, we waited for this story, so it's obviously going to get a high score because it got, it got put on the shelf Sick and wrong scale, I'm going to give it a 9.5. Yeah, I was going to give it a 9.7.
0: Nine point seven. All right, that's pretty high. Uh,
1: she she. Yesterday was Mother's Day. She does not deserve to ever have anybody celebrate Mother's Day in her honor. I tell you that.
0: I wonder if she's carrying the generals around in her pocket like a little charm.
1: Like a like a rabbit's foot keychain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my son's nuts. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's it's twisted. You're we'll twisted. We'll have to see what the audience has to say about this. What do you have here, Wackerly? <laughs>
1: I like to do stories about the in places where I used to live, right? You know? I like the local ones out here in the Bay Area. I like the Michigan, mid-Michigan stories. And this is a... I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but I used to live in western Massachusetts, which is just a hellhole, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Did you go to school out there?
1: For a little while, yeah. But western Massachusetts is, like, the lesbian capital of the united states there's a lot of old crusty hippies who live there who there's are just, still trying to live out those, the jerry
0: garcia dream there's all those all-female colleges that are around there right
1: yeah but it's not what you think where like oh wow a whole school full of fucking college Hot girls lesbians, is be awesome. N- college well, lesbian yeah, yeah, sluts yeah no no they're all like uh yeah it's not pretty sight let me Big, tell you that burly bull dykes Pretty much, yeah. Lots of mustaches and hairy you ever hairy score one of them? No, I didn't. <laughs> I you know what? I was there for a year and about nine months. I never scored
0: with anybody. <laughs> Jesus, dude. I'm never going there. Yeah,
1: well, I drank a lot of uh, cheap beer. That was a good thing about it. Yeah, well. But uh So this story comes out of Turner's Falls, Massachusetts, which is like, you know, Boston's the east. You go west, you drive past Worcester, and then you're like out in the fucking western Massachusetts barrens. But anyways, there's a lot of uh, crazy crap that goes on out on there, goes on out there. I will say that. And uh, one of the things they had there was a fish farm that I actually used to drive by all the time in Turner's Falls. This a fish, fish
0: farm. farm? It's just like like one of those uh, fisheries where they just raise trout or something. To, yeah, uh...
1: you're you're thinking of one of those sort of uh, you know fish swimming in the river is you know beautiful nature. And then sometimes they'll have a fish farm, which is kind of like a fake little river outside. Now this fish farm was like in a warehouse back like you know off the Highway, like in a
0: pool that they put in the warehouse. It was inside a, yeah,
1: like you know, above ground pools, kind of like imagine a bunch of those in a warehouse and then just growing and fish in there. There's like a there.
0: million fish in there.
1: Yeah, well, they they grow them to be pretty big, so uh, you know they they try and get them big and then they sell them to restaurants. Um, this place is called Australis Aquaculture.
0: It totally shatters the illusion. You think you're getting this, like, fresh fish from the ocean? What? Isn't Massachusetts you know, it's on the fresh.
1: coast? it's fresh. It's fresh. It was alive. 12... Yeah, but it's from a
0: warehouse <laughs> it's by, like, from a some warehouse. guy yeah. named, like, Dale. Just yeah, pulled imagine it out of like, a, Im- a, you know, a pool. It just sounds it's just, it's exactly. good. No, Ima- it's fresh.
1: Imagine the nastiest, you know, aquarium that you've seen where, like, your friend never fucking cleans it. That's where that... F- quote-unquote fresh fish came from you know
0: yeah like a million fish swimming in their own fecal matter
1: well apparently the other day uh rescuers had to cut through a filtration tank of this is one of the greatest sentences of all time they had to cut through a filtration tank of dense fish feces to reach four workers who fell into the sludgy dung friday while cleaning the tank at this western
0: massachusetts fish farm First of all, how does that happen? Second of all, like, that's got to be the worst way to go.
1: (laughs) Well, they didn't go. That's the funny thing. The workers became trapped for 45 minutes after a bracket. 45 minutes. After a bracket holding a plastic filtration pad. I don't even understand what that is, but it sounds precarious collapsed as workers stood on it to clean the fiberglass tank. I'm sure there was a big sign that said, Do not stand on this. Doesn't that just sound, you know...
0: And plus there's four of
1: them up there standing.
0: They're probably Mexican. They don't speak English.
1: (laughs) Hey, you said it, not me. (laughs)
0: Um, So they're standing on this thing.
1: Dios mio. The bracket broke. Pescado. The bracket broke, and these uh, four workers fell into this big tank of fish shit. And it's dense, so I guess they, like, somehow they pump the fish shit out of the other uh, above-ground pool into this tank where it sort of like
0: packs up. It's like up. quicksand.
1: Right. And actually, they, I think they do have sand in there to sort of like, I don't know, keep the consistency or something.
0: <laughs> the, we uh, like our fish shit
1: dense. The fire captain, uh, David Dion, described it, described the tank as a sand and feces mix. Um, while While the other three had their heads above the sludge, one of this guy's heads was actually trapped under the fish shit. And I don't understand how he lived.
0: Yeah, how did this guy live? I mean, he he sunk into the into the muck.
1: Yeah, Dion said rescue workers cut a hole in the side of the tank, maybe just like so he could poke his lips out and breathe or something. <laughs> it sounds like um And uh, the farm raises a fish called barramundi, which is a fish farmed as a replacement for grouper.
0: Because I've always
1: been looking for, like, you know, grouper, I just, I need something to replace grouper.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, seriously, grouper's hard to find. I
1: don't know, or maybe they're uh, endangered or something, I have no idea. Uh, The fire captain said it was very slimy and it was heavy. I've never seen anything like it in my life, which is what the fucking officials always say. Yeah, it's like the worst, it's worst the worst tragedy ever. I've never seen anything like this. Well, yeah, that's what they always say.
0: But could you imagine – I mean think think about it though. Uh, these guys' obituaries, if they had died, it's like what would they say?
1: I think it's you almost know? worse that they didn't die. I mean this is going to be a shocking trauma for the rest of their – they're going to have PTS, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, all kinds of, you know, yeah, they're going to smell like fish shit for a while, at least a couple of
0: years, I would think. It's going to be fodder for jokes, though, for years to come, if you think about it. It's just like, oh, it's better than being covered in fish shit. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, I, I I would never, I would never relent.
1: Well, anyways, the worker who uh fell under the feces, the guy who had his head actually submerged, had to be airlifted to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield, but he was talking with paramedics and did not appear to have life-threatening injuries. I wonder what Uh, he
0: was saying. God, that fucking sucked. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You think he'll ever eat fish again?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't.
1: Or maybe he'll eat nothing but fish just to get his
0: revenge. I don't even understand what fish feces even looks like. Uh, You've never had a fish tank, have you? You know I've never actually had a fish tank.
1: Well, if you're smart, you buy one of those, like, there's another fish that will eat the other fish's shit. But if you don't have one of those things, I don't know, you can't even remember what they're called because I – Oh, I've never feeder had fish, fish or But something. I've, I've like lived with people fish. Who had fish yeah. Carp Yeah, From bottom feeder the, Yeah, bottom feeder yeah, That's feeders. what it is
0: But uh, There are a lot of dudes like just, that at the strip club
1: It's just nasty all around And uh, You know these guys weren't supposed to be standing where they were standing that's And my... four
0: guys on that one bracket Right Yeah how many fucking fish workers does it take to clean out a shit tank? If you ask me, they deserve to be dunked in fish feces. Dunked, but not trapped. <laughs> trapped, not is, trapped. Nobody deserves that. Could you imagine? It's like, help. <laughs> you can't say anything. i The last thing
1: you want to do is open your mouth. Yeah. Dios mio. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, I'm going to give this one an 8.8. 8. Yeah, I'm going to have to give that about an 8.7. I mean, no one died. No. Well, some fish probably died. Had there been a casualty? Fish probably die every day there. You know? fish, it's a fish abattoir. And then they probably eat it, and it just leads to more feces. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Had one of them died, i would probably go a little higher. But, God, that's got to be one of the worst ways to go.
1: Yeah, just remember this. Sludgy dung and dense fish feces.
0: Yeah. Ah, nasty. Keep that in mind. So uh, for the listener's submission here this week, it's kind of this is kind of an aberration. It's definitely sort of irregular here. We're doing a dual listener submission. And the reason I want to do Dual and submissions? <laughs> sort of. It's 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 kind of a joint listener submission here for episode seventy. The reason I want to do this is because both these articles are semi-related. Yeah. Even though they happen in completely different continents.
1: Synchronicity.
0: Yeah. So the first one here is sent in by Stinkhole, who's an avid listener of the show and a regular submitter. He's submitted many audience or many articles in the past. Um his story is Man Beheads Mother With Chainsaw kill Self. Or actually, my bad. Man Beheads Mother With Saw kill Self. This happened in La Habra, California, which I believe is near Los Angeles, right? Sort of in the south?
1: I have no idea, but I've heard that town name all the time.
0: It's probably one of those, like,
1: I think it might be Central Valley California towns yeah. that
0: you just kind of drive through on your way to San Francisco or on your way to L.A., so a man here cut off his mother's head with a circular saw and then died trying to, deca- to decapitate himself with the same saw. <laughs> uh, police answer a 911 report of a family dispute at a home just after 5.30 a.m. this past Tuesday. They entered a locked bedroom and found the body of a six-year-old Guadalupe Ruiz on a bed, decapitated. Arthur Ruiz Jr., 32 years old, her son was uh, on another bed with a saw nearby. He had died of neck injuries. So apparently he didn't actually fully sever his head.
1: I'm wondering what size chainsaw we're talking about here, because chainsaws are pretty unwieldy. Well, it's a circular saw. Oh, it's a circular...
0: Yeah, this why, guy... I thought you used- said it was a chainsaw. No, I corrected myself. It was a circular saw. <laughs> okay, all right. But so, But, I mean, a circular saw is still pretty big. I don't understand why he couldn't chop his head off with that.
1: Uh, he probably had the uh, the rotator cuff a little bit too retracted and didn't have the uh, adjustment dialed in on that
0: motherfucker. <laughs> I
1: don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking
0: about. God, you're always weighing in with the technical specifications here. <laughs> you know what though? What, what I understand, it must have been one hell of an argument. Yeah. And why was he holding a circular saw?
1: Well, you know, Mexicans
0: are, they <laughs> sometimes work construction. They have tools. You just start arguing with your mom, and you're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna chop your head off. What are we having for dinner tonight? Burritos. Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> not again, you bitch! Nada! Uh, it was unclear why Ruiz attacked his mother, police said. A child and three other adults were in a three-bedroom home when the police arrived. Several families rented rooms in the house. Now, now this is another stereotype that often rings true. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how many people out there have... And I, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to be racist here. I'm not. I'm just overstating the obvious. What happens is... I lived in an apartment in the Mission, which is a kind of a Hispanic area of San uh, Francisco. Yes, I
1: remember that apartment And well.
0: uh, It was a one-bedroom apartment. Below me, was another one-bedroom apartment. It was Six... a
1: one-bedroom in name only. Yeah, it was what... not, no bigger than this studio.
0: No, it was tiny, and uh, we paid like, I don't know, like 1400 a month for it or something. But beneath us, in the unit below us, 16 Mexican people lived in this one-bedroom apartment. So what, what I find interesting about this is this was a three-bedroom, and there were like, what, how many, several families? How yeah. many people do you think that is? At least 12. And uh, so this happened in one of the rooms of this three-bedroom house, and the people didn't even really hear it or notice it, notice anything strange going on in the other room.
1: <laughs> he must have got her uh, windpipe right right away, or she would have been screaming, right? They would have heard the screams, but they just heard the saw, apparently.
0: I guess he was wearing a big bumblebee suit. Really? And uh, yeah. Maybe somebody
1: else in the room was playing
0: a big tuba. And they burr, thought it was a joke.
1: Burr, 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 burr. You can't hear anything over that.
0: <laughs> what do they call that? <laughs> That, I don't know. It's not
1: polka. It's like Mexican polka. I call it
0: banana boat music. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of music it is. But it's, it's loud. It can, you could definitely cover it's up Nortania, the It's I think, is what it is. You could the,
1: definitely the, cover up the sound of a circular saw with one of those tubas.
0: Well, a neighbor, Paula Sanchez, said she heard the saw before going on a walk, but thought someone was just doing work inside the home <laughs> or yard. So she's like, if it would have been a gunshot or something, I would have called the police. <laughs> La migra. So uh, apparently Ruiz had a bit of a record here. He pled guilty to driving drunk in 99, was sentenced to 45 45 days in jail for being under the influence of drugs in 2000, and was given 18 days in jail for refusing to leave a home in 2004.
1: Hi, poppy.
0: I'm not going. (laughs) I'm not leaving this home. And so maybe uh, because he was such kind of a repeat offender piece of shit, his mother is mad at him. And he thought, you know what? Here's your Mother's Day gift. Yeah. Chopped her head off. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. So this story relates to another story that was sent in to, by a listener from a different continent. So uh, this guy, uh, Garth. Sent in a story. He's an Aussie Australian listener, which I've noticed that uh, we have kind of a few Australian fans. We have kind of a growing Australian fan base.
1: Yeah, I think the Australians are sick fucks and they like our show. I'm going to have to go down to Dude, there's there a lot
0: of sick things that happen in Australia. Though.
1: I think we have to go try. I think we have to do a road show to Australia.
0: Well, you know, like from all the stories that we've done in, uh, on Australia and all the things that you read about in Australia, those guys know how to drink. If there's drinking going on in any area of the world, it's in Australia.
1: Well, they're all they're all Scottish immigrants, right? Good day, mate. That's how that's what happens when you move a bunch of Scottish people to an island. But well,
0: not only Scottish, a aren't continent. they? From like Scottish or Irish, they're all like prisoners, aren't they? Like uh, criminals originally sent yeah. over. Yeah, they're sent right. over Australia, so it's like I think everyone there just is uh, born with um that alcoholic gene.
1: I would fit right in.
0: Yeah, I think I would too. So um before I get into this. Uh, another listener, another Australian listener, Ripley, said he loves our Australian accents. I think he was saying this facetiously because our Australian accents suck so bad. What are he, you talking about, mate? But what he was saying is what we should try to employ when we do these accents is a terminal rising inflection. He said most Australians always end everything they say on a high note. What are you talking about, mate? Exactly. So that's what All when right. We're, when we start doing the Australian accent, we've got to end it on a high note. Thanks to Ripley. So uh, this article here is sent in by Goth Mate. Um, <laughs> did, did I get that? No, you no. did
1: not. You have That's... to watch. You have to go back and watch Chopper like three more times.
0: Yeah, Chopper's a good movie. Or what's that one with Russell Crowe? The uh, the movie where he's Everyone. a skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> Romper Stomper. <laughs> Fighting around the world. Romper Stomper. That's a yeah, good one. Yeah, Romper too. Stomper's a good movie. But uh, so this – he sent in this article. This actually happened in Germany. Man decapitates himself with a chainsaw. This guy actually succeeded. Hmm. A man cut off his own – This was a
1: chainsaw. You didn't make a mistake this time.
0: Yeah. I want to get my saws
1: straight in these stories. So the
0: first one is circular saw. This is a chainsaw. A man cut off his own head with a chainsaw after stabbing his 70-year-old father to death in their apartment in the German city of uh, Cologne. Is it Cologne? Is that how you say that? Who knows? I don't know. It's probably like (laughs) – The body of the offender, 24 years old, was found headless when police raced to the apartment after an emergency call, apparently from the dying father. It had been broken off in mid-sentence. So the father was dying, called 911, police came there, and, uh, yeah, found his son headless.
1: What city are you in?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love this guy's name here, the uh, senior prosecutor. Who are they going to prosecute? I, I don't know. I mean, the guy's head's chopped off. Yeah, if both people are dead, don't you just drop it? Yeah, I don't know. But Alf, Will Walker. So there's actually a guy named Alf. What do
1: you mean? I already knew there was a guy named Alf. He had a TV show.
0: Yeah, no, not that guy. This is a different Alf. I don't. Maybe actually, maybe that Alf moved to Germany. Maybe it's the same guy. It could be. Ha! Really? <laughs> that was horrible. So, Alf Willwalker here, a senior prosecutor, said an electric chainsaw was next to the son's body. We don't believe a third party was involved. Neighbors said the father and son had been reclusive since the death of the mother. Allegedly by suicide several years ago. This is
1: a this is a great post Mother's Day show. I have to point out. <laughs> dude. I mean, so much violence
0: happened with the families.
1: I wish one of the fish shit jump uh, drowners was a, a mother. That would have been, made my story a little yeah. better. But so alas. on the second
0: wrong scale, you kind of have to judge both these stories. As one, as yeah, a combined yeah. entity here. Primarily because I'm not going to put up a fourth voting block. <laughs> no, it, it's just going to be like guys who kill people and then try to chop off their own heads. With power tools. With power tools. So uh, I'm going to have to give this on the sick and wrong scale at least a 9.5.
1: I'm, I'm going to uh, match the, what I gave your story. I'm going to give it a 9.7. A 9.7? 9. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no genitals were
0: severed. The kid's not living. Hey, the the most sexual organ is the brain, <laughs> <laughs> or some shit like that. So yeah, and you know I'm gonna have to give it a 9.5 just because the egregious acts of violence here, and the fact that the other dude actually succeeded in cutting off his own head. I don't even understand how you'd hold the chainsaw to do that.
1: If I were gonna put money down on uh, a guy who's gonna try and cut his head off with a circular saw, and a guy who's gonna try it with a chainsaw. If I was gonna try and bet which guy succeeded, I would have thought the circular
0: saw, but apparently that's not not true. Yeah, but a chainsaw is a, a longer blade. Yeah,
1: but it's designed to have the blade pointing away from you, and once you try and turn it around, and you got to keep your finger on that throttle button, it just, it seems very unwieldy. Whereas a circular saw, you could just kind of like put it up to your neck like a like a telephone.
0: Yeah, but you'd probably pass out from blood loss before you get all the way through. That's true. But who do you think that's would true. win in a fight? The chainsaw. I'd put my money on the chainsaw. Yeah, I don't know. I was expecting when I first read... Ridiculous question. Well, when I first read that headline, I thought it was one of the guys from Jackal. Remember that band, heavy metal band, played with oh, the chainsaw. Oh yes, I do. Yeah. I do
1: remember. They played the chainsaw, right? So
0: I was somewhat disappointed.
1: But anyway, I'm surprised that band didn't have more lasting power. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> with that any, crazy any band that plays with a chainsaw. Yeah, you'd think, uh, you think you think they'd still be doing be like, to symphonic them
1: jackal at this point?
0: <laughs> but they're yeah, not. Yeah, playing with the SF Symphony. I, yeah, I'm I'm surprised. We want you to decide who won episode 70 of Sickerong the podcast. Go vote sickerongpodcast dot com. Yeah, that's it. No more standing. Well, I guess I'm gonna go and I have to pick some more to do now. Okay.
1: I guess I'll see you tomorrow, then. Okay. That's sick and wrong, Nate. That is? That's sick
0: and wrong. Yeah. Just, you know what sick and wrong is? No, tell me. Sick, sick and wrong and the amazing God. Yeah.
1: You say that? SICK AND WRONG IS AN AMAZING GOD? Isn't that real horror? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, say, Welcome to Sick and Wrong. Welcome to Sick and Wrong. Simon and Wackerly.
0: Simon Wackerly? Yeah.
1: Say, hey, you're listening to Simon and Wackerly on Sick and Wrong.
0: Mr. Sabarakly, I'm Sick and
1: Wrong. Yeah. Perfect.
0: What the fuck was that? <laughs> You know I I don't even know. It, it was funny because we,
1: it's it's sorry, it sounded like that dude from uh, that movie American Splendor, the movie about Harvey Picard. Yeah, the his guy friend who works like with him in the uh, <laughs> out VA hospital or whatever. His retarded
0: coworker. But you you know what's weird about that? To me, when I first heard that, I was like it sounds like these two guys are torturing a retard. That's because what it sounds like to me right now. Because you hear that sound in the background.
1: <laughs> the retard isn't screaming, though. That kind of gives it away that it may be something
0: else. Yeah, I know. I, well, It almost could be audio of that Mexican guy chopping his mother's head off. <laughs> it could
1: be. And yeah. Maybe just some guys standing on the sidelines while that's going on.
0: Well, that was sent in by our friends here, Kevin and Mike from the Underground Short Bus, which is a podcast I highly recommend. Um, we're kind of in their group, the Original Kings of Vulgarity, and there's like a number of podcasts that are in that group.
1: We've been newly inducted. I just put up the link this past week.
0: Yeah, so uh, people, go check it out if you want to hear some new podcasts. All like,
1: all the other uh, Original Kings of Vulgarity are now linked on the front page of Sick and Wrong. Yeah, the and they're, they're
0: definitely decent shows, so uh, go check it out. But particularly, the Underground Short Bus I find to be uh, quite entertaining. And uh, yeah, it, it was funny. Like Kevin and Mike said that they – They said here that uh, we get bored at work sometimes. That being the case, we find ourselves exploiting our retarded coworkers to our advantage. Yeah, yeah.
1: Can I I stop you for a second? You work (laughs) around noisy power tools and retarded people and you're bored? You should come (laughs) to my job for a day. You'll fucking put your eyes out.
0: Well, what I find interesting is this guy has to be like the only place in the world – that mixes retards with power tools. I didn't know retarded people were allowed to use power tools. I think you'd be surprised. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would be, but I usually think retarded people tend to work, like, at Taco Bell, not even making the burritos, cleaning up the tables.
1: But we've talked in the... Uh, this is a complete tangent now, but we've talked before on the podcast that the best burrito you'll ever get from Taco Bell... Yeah, be, it's made by
0: a retarded guy. Yeah,
1: so the best, you know... Sh- Soft shelf? <laughs> shelf as you've ever had is probably also made by a retarded guy. No offense to the guys from the underground
0: short bus, <laughs> who I don't think are retarded. No, no, definitely not. So, Kevin and Mike said this past week, we they're probably the guys to... you pick up the fingers, you know, and they yeah. fall to the ground <laughs> and give them to the uh, EMT them, guys. Yeah, put to them put on, them ice back on. And cause the
1: because the retarded people can't be, they can't have that pressure. No.
0: So this past week, we decided to stop being so selfish and exploit the retards to your advantage. So here's a recording of our favorite special, I think they mean retarded guy, They mean waxing poetic Ed. on your behalf, which is kind of funny because you can hear this guy who probably has no idea what the internet is, let alone a podcast, <laughs> giving us a promo, which we're going to have to be play, which we're going to play repeatedly on the show from now on.
1: I think we should send that guy a t-shirt.
0: Yeah, you know, I think we should probably send the retarded guy a T-shirt because you want to know why? A retard probably only has three T-shirts, and he'll wear that all the time. It's the no, best retar- billboard you can have. <laughs>
1: I was just going to say, retarded people, if they get a T-shirt they like, they will wear it every day. It would be great advertising.
0: You know what? We're going to have to send all three of those guys, the underground short bus T-shirts and the retarded guy that they work with. What size do you think they are? Yeah, I don't know. Probably big because you remember Slingblade. That guy was pretty big.
1: Well, on the the Underground Short Bus, like uh, promotional uh, text on Podcast Alley, they do mention that they're hefty gentlemen.
0: Oh, okay. So we'll probably send them the extra large shirts. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, what's funny is I I sent them an email saying, you know, thanks for the promo. We're definitely going to have to play it on our show tonight. And I was like, where are you working? It sounds like a steel mill. And there's power (laughs) saws. And are retards allowed to, you know, work with power saws? It's a
1: scary situation.
0: Well, they say they refer to it as short bus industries. It's a wood shop. And we've got a few retarded guys here that just patch and sand products. No major shit involved. No but power they're fun tools, to get basically. pissed off, and they have no idea what we do, and they love it. So apparently, I think for amusement here, Kevin and Mike tend to fuck with the retards at their work.
1: This job is so much more interesting than
0: mine. God, I know, I know. I wish I had a bunch of retards at my work that I could fuck with on a regular basis. But I'd like to thank uh, Kevin and Mike for sending in that promo, and uh, yeah, it looks like we have something new to play on the show. Great. We also received an email here from uh, Eric, who uh, sent us in something uh, quite interesting, actually. uh Spent a couple hours yesterday playing it. So have you heard of the VTech role-playing game, that RPG that just came out?
1: You mean like the Columbine RPG that we reviewed?
0: Remember we did that a few shows back? We were talking about you. Quite a few shows back. But that was kind of like a Nintendo game. Right. Sort of. What's this one like? Sort of along the same lines, I guess. (laughs) I think it's
1: too soon for that kind of nonsense You think it's too soon?
0: But who am I to say? You know what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to post a link to uh, definitely do this uh, RPG here. But you get to be um, the VTech killer guy. Yeah, obviously. How else would it be fun? (laughs) But you get two two guns. You just get to cruise around. You go on missions. You just blow people's heads off.
1: Do you get to make any speeches? Yeah. Because I hate... All of you people, and you did this to me. (laughs) I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> well, didn't you tell me that there's a Columbine first shooter that's out now? Like a first-person shooter?
1: Well, this same week, uh, it's interesting that this VTech RPG comes out because, uh, as I said, we reviewed—I I actually played through the entire game of Col- Super Columbine Massacre RPG.
0: Well, that's the RPG that we did. Right,
1: but somebody just—I also just found out this week has made a Super Columbine uh, first-person shooter, like uh, Doom, you know— for people who don't play as many video games as I do is it realistic looking i haven't played it yet i was going to have to maybe i'll play it this week and i'll play the vtech thing and i'll review them next week maybe
0: But i'd like to thank eric for sending that one in uh next time send some porn with that that'd be nice oh, we also got one more email here from uh mark who sent something that totally cracked me up i watched it and i was just kind of like i was very amused so i guess on fuse tv they had this girl that went out and played a, a, a game sort of called may i fart in your mouth. And uh, we just watched the video and we're going to have to it's going to be on our site this week as the uh, YouTube video of the week.
1: If she looks anything like she does in the video in real life, why well, yes you can fart in my mouth.
0: So so the premise here is this really hot chick walks around to random dudes approaches random guys and even a girl in the video and she has a big sign that says may i fart in your mouth and she asks the guys may i fart in your mouth. Then she proceeds to pull up her skirt and fart directly into their face. Yes, she does. And looking at that girl, I mean, I remember talking about this, like, when I went to Europe, I was like, God, there are so many girls I would let fart in my mouth. I would let that girl fart in my mouth without question.
1: Right. But <clears> I don't <throat> think uh, any of these guys were aggressive enough in their participation.
0: <laughs> well, what do you mean? Like, would you have, would you have requested naked ass?
1: Yes. And I would have put, yeah, I would put my mouth right up there. I mean, if it's going to happen, you got to go all the way.
0: I I think I would have tried to like stick my nose between cheeks at least. At least. Yeah, at least get that. But this girl is really hot. And I think most of our listening audience would definitely let her fart in their mouths. Yeah. And even some of the girls probably would. Probably. Well, check out the video. It's going to be on the main page of com. I'd like to thank uh, Magpie, Mark, for sending that in. He also mentioned one other thing. According to Wikipedia and IMDB, Paul Hogan is still alive.
1: Oh, because yeah, we were confused about that. I thought yeah. for sure that he died, but apparently not. He's just a has
0: been. <laughs> and and by the way, at his the career end, just died. The best part of that video. <laughs> the best part of that video is the guy at the very end. So, yeah. Uh, so <clears> don't <throat> turn it off halfway
1: through because you're disgusted with this really hot chick farting in dudes' faces. Yeah,
0: definitely watch it all the way through. Finally, here one last thing I want to say is uh thank you, Diehard, who is our biggest fan by far. For, uh, he's the guy who created the Sick Wrong Podcast fan site. He I also, think, he yeah, also put new together era, a era A
1: new era has just dawned based on this guy's valiant efforts over the past week.
0: He uh, just put together a uh, Sick and Wrong Podcast forum page, which we're going to link to off our main site. So when you want to comment on us, you want to comment on different articles, you want to submit new articles, go to the forum page. And I'd like to thank Die Hard for uh, being the moderator of this. So Die is going to moderate this forum? <laughs> He's the one who created it, and he's going to moderate it. He's going to have his
1: work cut out for him, I think, because I expect this forum to just get out of hand all the time, and, and I'm going to be an instigator of that.
0: <laughs> and one thing I want to give him a plug. I guess he uh, designs websites for living here. Uh, go to ontopwebs.com. He said if any fans out there want a website designed, he'll give them a huge discount. Just say you're a Sick and Wrong podcast fan. There you go. And uh, he'll give you a discount. So it's called ontopwebs.com. Thanks, Diehard, for doing that forum, and I'll definitely be on it probably later tonight. Oh, tomorrow. and
1: I'm gonna put a we have a, we have a forum link, and it's never worked. It's always said under construction, but that uh, tonight or tomorrow, I'm I'm linking that motherfucker right up.
0: Yeah, we should. So thanks, Diehard, for doing that. And uh, finally, here, last thing I want to say is I received the Turd Twister in the mail. I actually ordered the Turd Twister about a week ago. Right. We we're, were talking. You at, said you would. You're a man of your word. Yeah, we were talking about an episode 69. I'm gonna send it to the guys from From the Ville as a uh, congratulations for reaching 100 episodes, and I guarantee that those dudes will probably use it.
1: Well, I don't feel that it's a it's a it's a present to those guys. I'm just sick of looking at Steele's unformed, just sort of nebulous turds. I want to see some something with a little bit of shape to it.
0: What Waggerly's talking about is if you go to the From the Ville website, you can see pictures of Steele's turds From sitting the in the slash, bowl.
1: From the Ville slash
0: shit. Yeah, I think that's what the uh, URL is. Well, anyway, we want Steele to actually have shapes with his turds, and I guess of if, if anyone I know that would use the turd twister, it would be that guy. Don't you think so? <laughs> Let's hold out hope. So uh, I'm looking at the box right here. This is the special executive version of the Turd Twister.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we only go for the best when it comes to gifts for other
0: podcasts. Designer Turd Sculpting Kit, the finest name in turd extrusion technology. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm expecting to see pictures of steel shapes on uh, the from the Ville website. <laughs> So, people, once it happens, we'll announce it here on the show. Yeah. Well, that about wraps up uh, Episode 70 here of Sick and Wrong. If you haven't already, go give us a vote at Podcast Alley. You can do that right off our website. Until next week, we'll be back with Episode 71. Take a sleazy. Keep your turds twisted.